love us some crazy men. Okay, <laughs> we are back for another exciting episode of The Spicy Life. I'm your host, Spicy Mari, and I'm going to need for you, because uh, it's been demanded by my husband, that Do you it. click and subscribe The Spicy Life on YouTube, uh, download us on iHeartMedia, on the radio app. Make sure that you also go to SoundCloud looking for us and go to thespicylife.com. Boom. Ooh. Okay, so I'm Spicy Mari once again, joined here with my beautiful co-host, Dr. Ali. What's up? And we have two special guests mm -hmm. in the building. We can get crunk. Uh, 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 turn up, turn up. We gotta give him our good energy and vibes. We have superstar, okay, celebrity, oh my writer, director, mm -hmm. Kasim Basir, all right, over here, yes. to the left of me, um, and his beautiful writer uh a part of all of his you know amazing projects we have the beautiful the amazing samantha tanner can i get a round of applause okay yes i'm dramatic for every intro i know but i keep <laughs> it spicy drama. so i just want to give you guys a little bit of background on this amazing person next to me uh you would be shocked to know how long i have known this person and just watched his career just grow 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 mm. and when i say that he is the definition of like uh, growth and uh, maturity and development and perfecting your craft. This is somebody that you need to follow his life. I am so impressed, and I don't say impressed often, all right? Mm. But I'm still talking about Kasim, just in case she you doesn't like <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> but today's episode is about love trumps all. Yeah. And you inspired today's episode. Mm -hmm. After we saw your phenomenal project, you know, I've seen you do Ooh. many. You did Destined, uh, Muslim. I'm saying it right? Muslim? Muslim, yeah. Muslim. Yeah. You always check me for that. Mm-hmm. And, and now your biggest one that was actually up for uh, a Sundance Film Festival, like you made it in. Mm. That's like a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's, it's yeah, but it's, it's called Sundance. A Boy, A Girl, A Dream, Love on Election Night. Just a boy, a girl, a dream. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're <laughs> editing the title. Oh, I like okay. that. Yeah. Wait, so wait, you're going to cut the ending of the title? A boy, a yeah. girl, a, a dream. dream. Okay. There we go. That's but you co-wrote yeah. the um, yeah. storyline. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Because mm -hmm. I was saying, I was like, I don't know who came up with this line, and I don't know who came up with this line, but I love it. Aw, So, I mean, I can literally gush for hours <laughs> about how amazing the project is, but she I'm really happy. Yeah, I did. I was on the phone with her. It's like, okay, so let's talk about how great this movie was. Uh, but I think that's awesome that you guys are gonna drop the ending of the name. Yeah. yeah. I really like that and that was actually one of the things mm -hmm. that we were saying was we just need that intro. Leave that part mysterious and just <laughs> give us little snippets. Let, yeah. let us experience the political climate behind mm -hmm. it and let us relive that amongst the journey. Yeah. But that will be the, the teaser that gets everybody in. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, originally it was um, like the, the the election, like the story takes place on election night, but election night is is more of a vehicle. It's not necessarily the mechanism mm, that moves mm -hmm. the story. Um, ultimately, like the title of the show is perfect for the segment love um, over oh, Trump's, Trump's all. love Trump's, Trump's all. all. <laughs> so because, uh, because ultimately, even though it happens on election night, it is about love. And it, it's about love pushing through, like one of, oh, thank you. Sorry, this it was is like too high. Things too high, moving sorry. all around me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about love pushing through, through all of the, the clutter and the, mm. the chaos of, of this, this past year. So I kind of have asked, uh, you know, Kasim a little bit about like the motivation for this film and where it came from. But 
were you Megan in the storyline? Like, who were you? Did you where, how did you come up with this storyline? Because I'll, I'll actually let Cosmo lead that one too, because he he came with me, came to me first with the story. Oh, okay. And then I jumped on, but I'll let him lead with this one, and then I'll, I can add two cents because I always got two cents. Okay. Uh, yeah, we she, she does. We she does more than two cents. Maybe twenty. Um, but yeah, I, so you've seen my first two films, Muslim and Destin, and yes. um, they're. Heavy and, and complex, which is great. That's what I do. Uh, I always want to talk about something important and uh, uh, want people to leave the theater or Netflix or wherever with more than what they came with, right? Mm -hmm. And so, in this way, uh, at, a, at a film festival for Destin last year or a year and a half ago, like September of 2016, somebody was like, Well, do you ever consider doing anything light and fun? And I was like, Well, not really, but, you know. <laughs> no, but on that trip, no. I, 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 I ran into a friend <laughs> yeah. who. Um, in New York, who who was actually throwing our after party for Destin, Ooh. and he moved to New York and he had dreams of doing X, Y, and Z, and yes, um, and but got caught into the life of club promoting. I thought about my experience as well, like between my first and second films, where I was just kind of out a lot and like almost like forgetting about or losing my dreams. So, mm. on the plane ride back, I wrote this entire outline for this story. On the plane ride? Mm -hmm. Yeah, from New York There's to LA. There's something about planes. There's what something is that? About oh, no, closer. I am not productive on planes. I fall asleep from the sheer <laughs> panic and terror of being on <laughs> a plane. Really? Yeah, I become exhausted by the fear, and I just fall asleep. So, wow. okay, yeah. so that's not you your interest. <laughs> but I'm clearly, worst, you yeah. <laughs> create masterpieces. So I need to fly. So yeah, it was, it was, what airline are you on? Right? Is Virgin or Delta? What's the <laughs> it's certainly not spirit, I'll tell you that. The seats don't even recline. Like, I think they I mean, charge you for oxygen. Yeah. I think the worst spirit ever. I will say that. Literally. Um, but I don't remember what era, but I just remember wrote this outline and uh, and got back to LA and, and, and immediately like started developing it as only that love story. And then the election happened. And so oh, once it I, just started as yeah, a Yeah, it was just story. that. Yeah. And you know, then we got on and started we were writing. We were actually in production when, um, we, when the election happened. We were in, we were in prep. So we, in prep, prep yeah. And oh, so, and so yeah, the so producer. Be love. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I'm a sucker for love. Like, that's what the spicy love is about. But that the twist, you always have some type of twist. Yeah, yeah. It's so that what I, what I was saying is it be, it started as that. And even the, the producer who came on, Tatari Turner, he. He came on for just that love story. In fact, Omari agreed to do it as the love story. Mm -hmm. Megan agreed, and so then when that and happened, love story they achieved. Yeah, yeah, they were great together. They're very lovable. And um, yeah, so then the election <laughs> happened, and it was like it, it hit me so deep. I mean, that shit was like, oh my god, this guy mm -hmm. is the worst dude ever. Raise your hand if you Who represents cried. like? Yeah, I mean, I I'm a grown man. I'm a, tell the truth. I'm a grown man. You know, I ain't gonna talk about that right <laughs> okay, now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, the day after the election, I had to go to a doctor. I had a doctor's appointment. Me and my physician cried in each other's arms. We literally oh. both and cried. And your physician? Yes, she was, she's an Indian woman who grew up in Baltimore in the mm. 80s in the inner city. Wow. And she was saying that she never wants to see what she experienced living in the inner city of, of um, Boston ever again, like the crack epidemic and all of that. And she's saying that she knows that this president can allow something like that to happen wow. again. And she was petrified. Like yeah. it was, it she was, was like on that note. Let's take some Percocet. Yeah, like here you go. But that's what crazy. it does. Yeah. It does yeah. to you. It, it's you kind of it hits you in a way. And as an, I've learned as as an artist how to channel that at this point and my anger and frustration and I'll be mm -hmm. like Trump represents all the worst things that that we've come up as a black man as as living in America. Mm -hmm. Police brutality, like all the stuff that we've been seeing. That's sort of that's really been heightened in the last few years. He just represents all the worst of it. Mm -hmm. And so on the night that he gets elected, it's like, all right, what do I do with this? And we were at marches, we were at like 
groups, team, like mm-hmm. to community meetings, but then ultimately it's like my my contribution to the movement, to the to the to the to this movement is is art, and so why don't we make this a part of the story and say that Same love wins? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's it, it. Really, when I was watching it, it really reminded me of how I felt that night, because um, I looked at a lot of things from the perspective of figure and ground. I was kind of switching yeah. between the background. There was a lot of background noise. You were hearing a lot of footsteps. You were hearing a lot of like conversations. Yeah. Yes. You were hearing the radio, and then it would switch back to the figure, which was the two characters and their love yep. story, and then it would switch to the ground, which was the noise again, and then the ride. Spoiler and- alert. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna want to see this after we just like said yeah. one of the best movies ever. But it's just it really made me feel the way I felt that night because I almost felt a little. Um, like depersonalized I felt mm-hmm. kind of like outside of my own experience my own body and mm-hmm. I was like oh my god like mm-hmm. yeah. is mm-hmm. this real am you I dreaming art and coma you said you felt like it was art when yeah you watched it uh-huh. yeah I definitely felt like I thought that was one of the biggest compliments it should be hanging ever. in a museum it should wow. be hanging in a that's, gallery that's it's, it's artistic and it was, yeah. I loved it for the story that I'm following with them because mm-hmm. I literally forgot who I was carrying out oh, their night cool. with them and mm-hmm. I feel like that could have been me that you know it went after the promoter and then winds up like <laughs> spending the entire day like getting to know this person and falling in love with them. I'm like, that storyline, I, I related to that. But then the back and forth between them, the um, hurt and then the love and then the anger and then both dealing with like both of these places where they're lost and mm-hmm. they've given up and the power of encouraging each other. Mm-hmm. I just felt like the message behind it too mm-hmm. was so good and uplifting and it was almost like we were depressed this entire time and then we got to experience the upliftment, which I really needed because um, I was sopping. I compared it to This Is Us when I'm like mm-hmm. crying, crying, mm-hmm. crying and I'm just like, <laughs> and then you healed me. I felt healed Aww. and I was encouraged. So I was cool. like, I can live my dream. Let me do this. <laughs> Let me do this. I've wow. never heard that interpretation before. But yes. it's really like we're deep thinkers honor. on this show. I know. <laughs> but I one that. important theme of the spicy life is all about relationships, love, sex, intimacy, and like learning the special components of communication with each other. And we always say that like the person who you choose in your life can either direct you down a certain path that can completely be off mm-hmm. like balance and off field from your purpose. Mm-hmm. But the right person, like the right one can lead you directly there. Mm-hmm. And you guys showed that you manifested that in the film. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like the power of your partner, like that one voice, that one that you needed to hear. Yeah, I don't know, that's, like, that's, how I, that's actually how I got involved is because originally it was a one, it was from Omari uh, or Cass's perspective. So it was all about the male perspective, the male mm-hmm. lead. And so when I got in and like he usually Female passes power. stuff through, uh, you know, by like, hey, take a read. And it was a solid script. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you've seen Cosmos both his mm-hmm. two other films. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have weak women in his shows, nope. in his films. Like there's like strong women who have voices and who stand up. But when I, and I, I took a read at this and it was solid. Megan, like um, Frida's Fried, character was mm-hmm. on the page, but there was something that was, it just I had questions and mm-hmm. I come at this looking at it as like first a woman a writer um, an actress looking at it from all these different mm-hmm. angles mm-hmm. and the questions that came up were like okay what does she want what does she do is she just there is she from there what is her career what is her dreams is she living up for her dreams he's such and we knew pretty early on that Omari was going to be attached to the project mm-hmm. and we kind of knew pretty early on too that that Megan would be attached to the projects so we knew who the but it's like how 
on the page as it first stood in the first draft, she wasn't there enough to push him towards that transition, mm -hmm. to make that choice mm. to go after, you know? Well, and I, so, I think it was, but it was, I think maybe she was, but it was his story. Like, you now, what it is now, which I saw, <laughs> it's a co-starring yeah. movie. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. But it was like legit, like, his this story. is me, yeah. I met this girl, and she she was in his story. Yeah, but now yeah. it's it became them yeah. together, and mm -hmm. that was, And about know. their journey pushing through on on both sides, instead of just her being a, pushing him for him. Right, and, it, and it's a tool, it was a, it was, it was beautiful, it was complicated, like, yeah. we fought, we, mm -hmm. like, we got into it, but In real life? Oh yeah, when yeah. we were writing it, it's, Spicy dish that's what right happens. Here. Yes, you can see some it, yeah. of that in the characters yeah, because sure. I think that yeah, it also sure. was a great expose on mm -hmm. black love mm -hmm. yeah. and how we are obviously on the same side. And when like when shit gets real, it's complicated. A black yes. woman is your best friend. Yeah. We'll lean She's in. on right. your yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then, but then there are points where because in the black community, our culture, we're a little bit more equal mm -hmm. in our dynamics yeah. mm -hmm. as opposed to one being like in charge and the other not being in charge. And so I saw the equality and I saw the the the, the, the kind of the fight with that too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of like dynamics in a black relationship and mm -hmm. I really loved how I saw that and I love that the process was real and that you guys were actually yeah. arguing. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like when I, in my, I come from a family of like a lot of really like strong single black women yeah. and the women in my family, they're celebrated on both, both Mother's Day and Father's Day. Mm. So they have that mm -hmm. masculine feminine feminine mm -hmm. masculine energy yeah, yeah and it's an equal part mm -hmm. and so, so she brought that it, she brought she had I'm to so have happy some, you did because so that's ugh, how we connected it. to her yeah and, and she brought some of the vulnerability to Omari's character yeah. as well mm -hmm. like yes. because he you know we're never we are as black are not allowed to be Talk like vulnerable mm -hmm. we don't look at that as we look at vulnerability as weaknesses yep. as soft by the time we're like six or seven in the hood, they're like, yo, be a man. Mm -hmm. What are you crying for? It's like, what do you mean, <laughs> do you mean be a man? I'm, right. I'm seven. I'm seven and I, I just like I broke my arm. What are you <laughs> like, I'm sorry. We're like, I'm so but far. we're literally from this big, like yes. be a man, be tough, isn't it? Yeah. So like to sh for Omari to, to, to in his stature being this, mm -hmm. but being able to like, become this And what does he tell his son? He's not telling his son, like, toughen up. You right, can do right. You know, he strength, said, no weakness. He says, remember what he, he says, he's, I'm a strong man. I'm yes. a loving man. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a black man. Right. Trying yeah. to break the cycle, yeah. you know? Yeah. We, yeah. I totally love that part, too, because it wasn't the stereotypical roles yeah. that we see, you know, not just these characters in, but just in the writing that we experience oftentimes when it comes to black produced mm -hmm. films. And so it was great to see us in a positive light, intellectual, successful, also, uh, just realistic in the pursuit of you know the career and the challenges and the triumphs i just you guys hit it on the money yeah. well i have to say this because this is uh I, and i've just come to this like realization during sundance but like this experience of you know this is my first time sharing a writing credit and like but looking yes. at the <laughs> the macro of it all like this idea that for movies for us for over 100 years have literally been made by white people, <sighs> right? Like, consider, yep. mm -hmm. like, a person birth telling our story and, and birth of a nation which the original birth of a nation yep. which really like empowered re-empowered the KKK and, and started mm -hmm. this this the Jim Crow era of mass lynchings and Literally. terrorism mm -hmm. the movie domestic terrorism no, and a movie started mm -hmm. that and there was tons of movies over the years that literally said 
we are only going to highlight the most extreme, violent, and polarizing elements yep, of who you absolutely. are. Absolutely. And then the entire society is going to know you as this and treat you as such. Yeah, so yeah, everyone yeah, is going to be yes. afraid of you. And then we're going to put cops in your neighborhood that have never been around you, mm -hmm. but have only ever don't seen your this culture, stuff. Don't speak and your And are language. terrified of you. Mm -hmm. Right? They don't understand, like the swag of a black dude, that we are a little more aggressive with each other. And it's not like we're being violent. Nope. That's just how we talk sometimes. And all they <laughs> see, so, I, if I see one more slave <clears throat> movie. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, so here's the thing. With that, and in the last like 30 years, mm -hmm. we've finally been telling stories. Mm -hmm. And for a while, we may have had one or two movies a year. Yeah. And in the last 10, now it's becoming a little more. But we are still fighting to, to get to ground zero. Whoa. And so I look at, at, at me writing for women mm -hmm. as, mm -hmm. as this idea of like, oh, you got to put people in these positions to write for yeah, those people. And, and, this, and this is me saying it, having been fair to my women. Mm -hmm. yeah. And these have not, right? Yeah. Like they have literally said, y'all are this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. We don't really know about you, yeah. but we're going to highlight these things. We don't, we're not only these three or four terrible things about yeah. you. Like imagine the worst things you ever did. Someone only yeah. knew you for that. Yeah. But didn't know the thousand wonderful things or the thousand normal things. Then they have and that's us, what we're seeing now. Then they have us reflecting their archetypes in our own films mm -hmm. because they won't push a film that doesn't have the Mandingo. Right. They won't push a film that doesn't have a Jezebel. It's not sellable. Exactly. Yeah. You can't sell something that doesn't have a mammy or a magical Negro flying around. Right, right, I mean, right. honestly, like Samuel Jackson wouldn't have a role if the magical Negro wasn't an archetype. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, and it's just so ridiculous to me that they're now for, kind of forcing us to malign and our own people and yeah. our own films. So once we actually get control, we still have no control. I was literally yeah. waiting for the part of this. The sexual exploitation right, to come up right, with right, Megan right, because right. she is a sex symbol um, yeah. and she's so gorgeous and there's this other side that you see when she's with her husband that is this like you know Tender. feminine strong mm -hmm. soft you know person but you guys brought that out on camera and let us get a taste of that you guys you guys gave her an opportunity to show us her range in this other she's side she's such a dynamic woman mm -hmm. and she's i have not seen her in many roles where she's had the opportunity to be her authentic self yes yeah. and i i am really honored that we we got a chance to be in that process yeah. with her because what she brought to the role um it it, it blew it blew me away. yeah it was a, she, it she came away. totally prepared like megan is probably the foremost actors in our generation. Yeah. If you think about it, who's been doing it longer than her? Right. And more, I mean, all the way back to Eve's Bayou when she was a child. I was child. about to say, that like, was my favorite role. She's one of those original exactly. Eve's Bayou. Like, OG, <laughs> like, and, and as many people have come out, like, she's the one that's, Still like, legit been, and so for her to yeah. show up and give that, and all yeah. those moments, like, we talk about the money, I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but just the subtle looks and yes, how they, it, so like, I, I always, uh, and yeah. the same with Omar, because he's the male version of, you know, being that sex symbol, and, but oh, like for yeah. him, for, I, was, for the, I was looking forward to that. First of all, go, my man. I just want you to know that. But I'm happy he wasn't a drug dealer. I'm happy that yeah. you know yeah. he was talented. I'm happy that she was a lawyer. I mean, I, thank you, thank yeah, you for, for sure. giving us for some real accurate narrative. Yeah, and uh, to your point that you said earlier, you know, just about like this opportunity, this opportunity to you know show them in a different light, this opportunity to uh, provide you know female writers you know this huge you know credit. I mean, we we talk about the male ego all the time. Yeah. I want to know what that did to your ego. Did you have to have a conversation with yourself? Wow, like, that's a hmm. that's a big question. And yes, it was absolutely a battle within myself of like, will this diminish me as mm -hmm. a, you know, I've only ever done, you know, writer, director, like mm -hmm. this is a, uh, it was, it was a journey within myself. And it was like, it, it initially it was like, sh she's 
been my editor for like literally every like mm -hmm. I'll write like a, a like an email that I need to get out or a, or a yeah. statement like when we sent the movie to Sundance I wrote a director's statement to Sundance like here's why the movie needs to should should premiere there and she like took it and did her thing to it and made it like <laughs> you know and that's why we got into Sundance yeah. I'm, I don't know but, uh, you but, never um, <laughs> they might have been <laughs> two things no but but in this way like she was you know the editor of 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 this script at first and then it was like then I looked at it it was like well, she's actually, kind of like the editor well, actually, of your life <laughs> just like yeah. the producer of my life the editor of my life so so all right. have a conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm putting a, a pin and a lot of things there. every, like every man needs that. a good life editor <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, and then, then it became like, wait a minute, like this is, and after some conversations and some like stuff, we had to, we had to it was like, it, yeah. it was like, well, actually, this is like, this is like writer stuff right here. This mm -hmm. is more than script editor. This is mm -hmm. like, we're going to go on this thing together as, as writer and we sent it into the Writers Guild as co-writers. And oh, you on know, the opposite that. side of that, though, like because I had for the my career, been kind of like an editor or on the backside of things i have never write like i've never really been credited for the work that i've done in this mm -hmm. industry and so for me as a woman that was a learning curve and a point for me to step into like first of all the acknowledgement second of all standing into the responsibility but then also just standing into my worth yeah. stepping into my yeah. worth because i when he we, he came to me with this conversation of like i want i you you deserve to be like the co-writer on this like i actually was like no like wow. I, I went through a thing where i'm like i don't want i can't have that responsibility you got i'm just sam I'm not just me. It, yeah. Like I've not, like, what does that look like for me to have a feature film, like produced? And he's like, well, why? What doesn't it look like? You know? And I, for me, that was just like it just didn't compute. Mm -hmm. And so we were both kind of having this conversation where ego, and both sides, good and bad, was just, they were battling. And so it's, it came to a moment we had to step outside of ourselves, and that was not an easy process. And we, we still kind of have moments where we step. We, but in the end, yeah. it's this this ego is it kills movies every day. Yep. yep. It kills songs. It it takes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is like I I We're read the, I read the Quincy Jones share. interview and mm -hmm. like the most incredible thing he said was about when there's money, the God walks out the room, and yeah. I think there's yeah. this, that's, that's the same thing with that with ego. Me. Right? It's like, and there's ego, mm -hmm. I could apply that same God thing. God walks out the room. Mm -hmm. It's not about me or her. This is about this story yep. that came from somewhere. Like this, I man, the power of this stuff, mm -hmm. it has literally shaped people's perceptions yeah, of yeah. who we are, yeah. what they see on TV and in movies. So like when something comes from God or the universe, whatever you believe in, through you to say like, hey, make this mm -hmm. thing, and you gotta get the hell out of the way. Mm -hmm. All that shit you've been through, all this like all this like stuff, get out of the way, and and make it, put it on the page and put it on the screen. Mm -hmm. That's it. Because if you get in the, it, it just it that, kills movies all the that's time. That's something that you have in every single film. It's always like this reoccurring theme of a uh, destiny, fate. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you really believe? in destiny and fate absolutely i think i think we are all here for something mm -hmm. but we're either moving closer to or further away from it and every day every decision there are times where i know absolutely emphatically i was moving away mm -hmm. from my 
And there is something, I think maybe because I was in my car accident, I think maybe mm. I, I got close to that moment mm. that, I, that I've been really close to my gut and intuition mm -hmm. that, that, that that moment changed everything for me and I, and I was able to see, face mortality at a young age of flying through the window of a car. Like, oh. I think, so for me, I, I feel like I'm just, and, and a lot of times I don't want, I, I, feel, I fight it and I'm like, I just want to kind of be and like have mm -hmm. fun but it's hard for me because it's always always about the work or mm -hmm. the next project or the like next purpose is bigger yeah. um, it's 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 everywhere in me and it's and it's i've never done anything else ever since i chose to do this there's never been anything else and never been a question mm -hmm. of whether i would do anything else it's just never been mm -hmm. when you get some success People will start to ask you, you know, how did you get there? You know, what did you do? What was the process? One question that I'm hearing more and more is, you know, how do I figure out my purpose? How did you know that your purpose was relationships and communication? How did you know this? And, you know, I based it on uh, what are your gifts? What are your talents? And how are they honoring God? What did you base, like, your purpose on? What was that moment that you were like, that's my purpose. That's how I know. Because a lot of people are searching for their purpose mm -hmm. and they don't know what to do to find it. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's like I just said, I think we're all, we all, we're all here for something. If you consider this idea that in the trillion, I don't know how many people have been on this earth. What, 10, 20 billion? A trillion? I don't know. Trillions probably. How many? Yeah. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But of them all, there's never been a you. Ever. Mm -hmm. There's never been anyone just like you. And there never will be, again, someone exactly like you. So like the one time in this whole thing that you have to say something or find out who, who you are, or what you're supposed mm -hmm. to say, I think that is the most incredible gift we have. Absolutely. And I, go, I refer back to my car accident thing where like, I, I literally, I took a class in high school for filmmaking and I fell in love with it. But I never, but my limitations based on where I was from and like, what, we, what I had or what was in front of me. A lot of us see what's in front of us mm -hmm. and it's like, that's it. Yeah. Like, I movies, who does that? Yeah. And it's like, I think it's, impossible. it's not, even a, it's not even a thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so for me to like, I, I think my life was advanced by getting yeah. in a car accident where I damn near died or did or whatever. Yeah. You know, they, ha they said they had to revive me. I don't know. But either way, my life was like, because most people don't so face you mortality. Up from the near death experience, you were like, okay, I know what I'm I literally was like, do. I literally, the doctor was like, man, you got these brain contusions. You have 48, 72 hours. You may not make it. Mm -hmm. And so it, at 22, and you're like, wow. damn, if I don't, like you. But you knew it was film. I knew, like, because I knew. You could be a within good cook, days. But that isn't necessarily <laughs> that was it. that's but your that, purpose. But that was you it. Know, that isn't, you know, I, I always feel like there's this uh, defining moment not just so much of uh that wakes you up and makes you appreciate life but how do you direct that energy towards that one thing was film like your outlet that's where you put yes, that energy because since that class i had been doing it as a hobby mm -hmm. but i never believed i could actually you do it for a living yourself. but mm -hmm. after that i was like dude i can do anything yeah i think and that's it i think it's about identifying like first you have to understand like we've lost touch with our gut mm -hmm. we've lost touch with our intuition so you have to understand your intuition you know what does it feel like to know when i'm walking in my purpose like what does that even feel like 
What does it feel yeah. like to to be that to have those puzzle pieces that are put together? Because yep. I think that's a lot of the reason why people are in the wrong relationships. Yep. That's why people are in the wrong jobs. That's why people are in the wrong religions. Preach. That's why you know people don't follow their truth. So I think that's number one is we have to get back to who we are as an individual and stop listening to society and what they always tell us we should be doing. And then two, with that newly awakened gut, we need to understand what our values are. What are the things that are important to me? Absolutely. Like my values are beauty, creativity, and knowledge. Like those are the things that are most important to me. And so I make sure that everything I do aligns with the things that are the most valuable to me. Yeah. And then I think like in the moments that we are the, the, the moment that we are the most who we are is that moment before we fall asleep. Hmm. What are you That's in that point. moment? Hmm. What are you in that moment when no one else is looking at you, when you're not wearing cute, fancy oh, clothes, like when your makeup isn't on and you're, you're, you're only with yourself? What are you thinking in that like moment? By yourself, not cuddling? You're sleeping, well, whatever. Even if he's cuddling next to you, he could be asleep. You're still in your own mind. No one's talking to you, you're in your own space. That is when you're the most authentically you. And what is what is in your head at that moment? That's how you that, can figure out your vision. I find that mm -hmm. in meditation when I go into, into that place of... It's the same brainwave. Of, yeah. It's the same, you're, you're entering a theta brain. You're, so we're leaving, so right now we're all in beta brain waves and when we're, right before you go to sleep, we're in alpha brain wave state. And then when you're sleeping, you have these theta spindles. And so when you're meditating, you're in theta and alpha brain. And so we see that. And so it's, it's actually a meditative state, but most people don't meditate. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm proud of you for being awesome. Okay, <laughs> look, how the heck do you meditate? Because I just have too much going on in my head and I, I just I, I struggle I with don't it too. like the silence. You know, I'm talking to myself. They call it monkey time. mind. It's okay. Well, it's it's. it's okay. I mean, it's it's like anything else. If you're if you've never ran a, on a track before, or if you never picked up a weight, and you went out there the first time and you ran, you would feel like shit. You would feel <laughs> terrible. And you you couldn't make it around. Sore. You couldn't pick up yeah. anything if you were in the weight room. And literally, if you <clears throat> did it day after day. After 30 days, you'd be you'd probably be great. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's the exact same. There's no other time in your life where you turn it off. Our minds are running constantly with things we don't really we don't really consider, but they run us mm -hmm. these these ideas, and they might not be helpful to you. I'm stupid. I'm fat. Yes. I'm ugly. Okay. And you might hear that over and over again. You might pass a mirror, whatever, and you and it's on repeat over and over. And the moment you stop and tell and tell yourself something else. Switch the tape mm -hmm. or the recording and, and 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 create some some other some other idea about mm -hmm. yourself. You can literally change. I the I can't tell brain. you how many ideas I have literally changed about myself or this world or this. I was a completely different. Per I was I played football in high school and college and I what? and as a as a football player, we're given these identities of yes, you're strong, you're tough, you're this, you're that, you got to be this. Uh, I'm I'm. I'm a sensitive artist, which, yeah. damn, delete that, because I don't need nobody <laughs> knowing that. Delete oh, it. We got no. I don't need nobody. Okay, so today's episode is a, a quick reminder that is brought to you by Spicy Mama. Spicy Mama hot sauce. Get your bottle today. Okay, okay. it's delicious, nutritious, organic, uh, zero calories, so you don't have to feel guilty, and uh, it's inspired by tamarindo. So uh, make sure that you keep tamarindo, your bottle. Peru. Tamarindo. You know like the tamarindo candy that you sí, eat? But it's tamarindo uh, is tamarindo in, in Peru. Fruit. Yeah, so it yeah, kind of has fruit. like this sweet spicy to it. It's not like just spicy. It has like a little like mm, sweet. sweet kick to it. Yeah. Nice. Like sweet and spicy. Like the perfect description. Okay, so yeah. Anyways, get your bottle. SpicyMamaHotSauce.com. And we are back <laughs> with Sam and Kasim. <laughs> Uh, but we're, you know, we're, vulnerability. We're, uh, yeah, vulnerability. Uh, mm. Don't think that you got out the hot seat talking about sensitivity, sir. 
don't know. Football player turned (laughs) beloved artist. But you know what? I I appreciate that, and you take your work very seriously. When I told you that I had watched the film, and I was so grateful for you allowing me to see it, so I could talk about it. You you I know you wanted to know like what people's interpretation is of what you produce like what you yeah. created what you brought to life and so you know you'll call me and i know and i just started going on because i talk a lot but it was i was speaking from the heart everything that i said but i know you were digesting it and processing it and like funneling through like <laughs> okay okay and you're weeding out the information i agree with that okay i disagree with that oh maybe i can <laughs> consider that like and you have to do, do that, that. <laughs> yes it's like dissecting it but you have to do that this is because it's your baby yeah. Like this is, it's like somebody talking about your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're going to take that so seriously, but you keep having birth after birth after birth. I'm <laughs> extremely proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. And this latest one, I really just love the love story behind it. And it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, if you are uh, oh, no. like us, you're not again. crazy about the holiday. <laughs> like, I forgot again. Why the oh, hell do we even so need Valentine's time. Day coming up? It's on the 14th, but you know, uh, we put a high Conspiracy. value on this one day where you're forced to go shopping Conspiracy. for someone when you don't feel like it, but there's this pressure. <laughs> You know, to have to satisfy what society has told you that you need to do in order to show your love. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate, but, you know, we're preconditioned, once again, to behave like this. And so if you want to rebel on Valentine's Day, <laughs> by all means, do so. But if you do want to get matched and you want love, go to thespicylife.com and I will hook you up. I so want to get back things. to vulnerable. Hmm. Oh, okay. Let's get... There we go, well, That's what I want. Let's I do it. I like emotions. Oh, Dr. Ali will have you, like, <laughs> rethinking like, your... She, yeah, she's your like, I actually almost made someone cry in an interview. I used to do these celebrity interviews, and I almost made somebody cry, and I, like, had to really check myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get you to cry today. No, it's not going to happen. I'm not... No. He's not there. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, 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 fine. Okay, why are you... Why did saying that you're sensitive or vulnerable make you uncomfortable? Um... I mean, these ideas are, uh, I always say, like, whenever I'm, uh, whenever I'm doing anything, like, interviews or anything, I always have in the back of my mind, like, my homies back home, what are who are say? ready to just talk sh- so much shit, because <laughs> they give me so much stuff yeah. already, like, yeah. because I'm vegetarian, because I live in L.A., yeah. because, <laughs> what, you Hollywood now? Yep. Every call that I'll yep. ask, oh, you don't call... Answer my call because you Hollywood now, and I'm like, dog, I wasn't answering your or call. Engaged. I'm busy. Oh, they go right to that. But they, I mean, but I don't know. It's it's there's that, but then there's this idea that this in this town you you got to put up walls and like you don't want people to know everything you know about who you. I don't know. I just like to keep. You don't want them to know like your kryptonite, your weaknesses. Uh, you don't want to show vulnerability all the time because this right. industry requires strength. They yeah. will eat you alive if they can. And people find out things about you, and they, and they go in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've mm-hmm. noticed that. Is it hard business. being, uh, and this is for you, Sam, is it hard being a female writer and, uh, you know, trying to pitch your projects, trying to get in there, you know, uh, trying to be taken seriously because, honey, you're beautiful. Uh-huh. So, um, in case I you haven't looked you. in the mirror lately, I I'm reminding you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I told you like, she's really pretty. I was like, oh, you know, let me see. Scorecard, very high. But that has to sometimes, it has to be extremely hard. And sometimes maybe even work against you because you have to prove yourself even more. It almost feels like the ethnicity card where it's like, because I'm attractive, I have to prove that I'm just as talented writing. Or does that happen to you often? Um... 
I've always kind of been on the cusp of other anyway. Like, I grew up in the west side of Chicago, and mm. a lot of people on the west side of Chicago don't look like I do. Mm. And so, um, I've, and then I grew up in an all-black family, but I'm mixed. And so, what no one mixed with? Black and white. Black and white. And so, no one else in my family is mixed. And so, that in itself. So, I've mm. always kind of had this thing where people expected less, less. of me. Mm. And then, um, I signed w with a modeling agency pretty early on. Um, and I traveled abroad really early on too. And so all of those things kind of always had me being kind of like a, a, a misfit. Mm -hmm. And I've always kind of been up against this bar where people like expect, oh, you're just from Chicago. You're just from the west side yeah. of Chicago specifically. So you, you not, you're not gonna leave this bubble. So every little step, I feel like I've been able to um, fall between cracks so to speak, where people haven't really, I haven't really gotten that. But with that said though, I've never, like for a long time, I really did have to figure out what my, what my contribution was because I've, I've been in pitch meetings before, but I've mm -hmm. always been in as somewhat as a supporting role. Mm -hmm. And so this is the first time where I'm actually in a position where, where I get to level up my career and my, my, my voice and yep. my, who I and am. And have other as, women. Right. And this is like the first level up point that I've had where I've been able to to enter conversations or rooms as as me yeah. and not in conjunction with a whole slew of other people's ideas or concepts. I totally, you know that's I mean? beautiful. I think that that's something that a lot of women deal with yeah. in a mm -hmm. lot of industries is kind of how do you take this dynamic role and be this leader because yep. mm -hmm. there's always kind of this fear like well am I going to be seen as a bitch am I going to be seen mm -hmm. as icy am I mm -hmm. going to be seen as something that's not necessarily who yep. I am because a lot of leadership roles are classically masculine so how do I maintain my sense of self while still being this person that's like this is what I want though or just saying that oh you're you're pretty so you don't have the you can't be powerful yep. did you sleep your way to the top exactly yeah. or and then I came into to film and see this is a lot this is a lot mm -hmm. of things too is that people always look at me and they say oh you're just the pretty one so you must be the actress mm -hmm. or you must be the the talent mm -hmm. but i started in this industry in lights and sound as grip and okay girl you know, i need your help you know, okay yeah. grip, <laughs> like, I, I grip is the most powerful person <laughs> yeah. we all know that, know that. <laughs> I, that's why i started it's like in that world and building sets and like living in overalls and like, like baseball hats and Strength. so and then and then i fell into acting but then when i fell into acting i got like the, put into this really tight little bubble and i actually revolted re, re, like i had a revolution mm -hmm. i was like no I, I revolted from it i'm like i'm not doing it. and i actually tried to step away from it why did you revolt because I, I felt boxed. They were giving me only like the best the best friends and bikini roles. Um, I was I had to be smiling, so and I had to be like, cause mm. they're like, you have great teeth, just smile. I'm like, okay, I can do that, and I do smile a lot, but like I have something to say. Yeah. And then going back to something that you said earlier of, of like your destiny, your your your, how do you know when you commit to something? What's do you believe like? I didn't know what it looked like, what my destiny, what my fate mm -hmm. looked like, but I knew that I always had to be in a position to tell stories. Mm -hmm. And when I went corporate, I I went against that gut feeling that mm. you mentioned. I was trying to force myself into this box that the world and that like my my given circumstances had predicted yeah. that for me. And I, I did it and I did it well. Mm -hmm. I actually did it really well and I had a career where I could have really grown. but. I, I bailed. I, I had a nervous breakdown trying to live this life that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. And it's been like this 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 uphill battle trying to get realigned mm -hmm. to my mission. But I mean, considering that- You like, are Frida. No. <laughs> 
it's been two years that's trying to get realigned to my, my my true vision but ultimately like i like finding finding he's my editor too <laughs> finding someone <laughs> that had my back and like really was like get out of your way put yeah. the pen to the paper we spoke yeah. a few years yep. ago about a project mm -hmm. that I, I had all these mental blocks that wouldn't give allow my voice out mm -hmm. It's like it stifled it, yeah. and then having this this advocate to to believe in me when I didn't, it created this space where I could go back and revision my life yeah. and step into it. And y'all gotta understand, all of this stuff came with like it was tough. Like mm -hmm. it was tough. Like yeah. is moments like Dude, well, who the hell? Are you? Because I I don't look at I look at all as a as an athlete as a football player. I, it's just like we go and we play and we fight. Mm -hmm. We get knocked down get back up and let's go we have another play now yeah. like i just don't and so that kind of approach didn't really work with her you know it's like yeah. you got to be a little more compassionate and and but empathetic and uh, yeah eventually In but, <laughs> but like you know it, it just was it's just a it's just all that stuff you got to figure out like i yeah. i want people to understand like as we talk about it, it it's all like difficult you know like which is which is what happens in the movie too yeah, like yeah. it's not all like Hey, they meet and everything's good. It's right. like here, here, there, the there. It's like challenges. And I think that's so important. We talk about that a lot on the show. Is that we bring in our own dynamics yep. from our mm. own families, yeah. our relationships with our caregivers, and the, based on the relationship that you have with your caregiver, that reflects on how the relationship with your partner is going to be. And so you bring all of that into a relationship. And mm. so there has to be some of these points of friction because friction is when things become smooth yeah. you know like you smooth you shine a rock with friction yeah you know you don't do it with a feather you right, know and so right, it's like right. you have to have that in order to learn each other I'm putting yeah. you on speed dial I was actually working out like doing some like intense Tybo like workout at, at two, two in the morning I don't know who I was I don't know who I thought I was but I was <laughs> Tai Bo too. Like, it was like a boxing. It was like a boxing workout. But the only thing fit. I could think was Tai Bo. <laughs> She's dedicated to the cause. <laughs> but Dr. Ali also runs her own business. Just like um, I have a relationship firm. She also has a marketing consulting firm mm -hmm. that she's been, you know, building. We we always are trying to promote and empower other women. Mm -hmm. And you know, we find oftentimes that because there's not a lot of opportunities for us. You know, we have to create those opportunities, but it's also hard to share the platform when you're grinding so hard, having to share, having to figure out how, you know, to build yourself up without kicking somebody else down. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it's a constant battle and struggle, but the more of us women that actually just go for it and encourage each other and support one another, the more we'll start to see, you know, each other flourish. Mm -hmm. We won't have to fight over you know, these little nuggets, these little spots. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, you're a role model now. Congratulations. Yeah, she's a role model. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. You did it. Uh, your guys' personal lives. Mm. When it comes to the spicy what? life, you guys, you <laughs> gotta, like, you gotta, you gotta, you know, <laughs> give us intimacy. You gotta, you gotta share with us. Um, how hard is it battling your love life plus your career? A lot of people Ooh. won't do both at the same time. Ooh. One always suffers. Um, well, I think we've had yeah, a, it's, it's been pretty we've good. had like, a really good balance because it works together it's when that's we first one of the started, dopest things yeah. about this entire like the fact that when we found out we could create stuff yeah. together that's, that's the easiest like, part of the relationship yeah. well it's 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 all tied in yeah. together. there's yeah. really no separate like I that's always been a, an issue for me like my movie stuff has always just killed every relation not killed but people get People they get jealous second. of it. They're they they're second. always second mm -hmm. to it, yeah. um, and it's like, you know, 
this is your baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is my life. This is my purpose entire yeah. of my entire life. So mm -hmm. then to meet someone who could like go on that journey with me was like everything, you know. So I think too, um, it's speaking. I mean, it's all about fate. But like we were both in a spot where we were ready for each other. I think um, when we, I, I've been like you know whatever. I've been to my going through, gone through my relationships, gone through my life, living mm -hmm. my life. He had done the same. But we had gotten when we met each other, we like leaned into each other. Like I kind of when we figured out, we kind of were dig, we kind of we're digging each other. Like I'm like I'm not. Are you how are you serious? I'm not playing mm -hmm. games. Like I, I, I I've Why done did you that. say that? Because they need to know what yeah. you mean by I'm not playing games. And, I, and not necessarily like, oh, or does, or does that mean you're going to marry me? Mm -hmm. like, I just really was like in that situation where, I mean, I'm from Chicago. So like the thing with dating in L.A., it's this this um, revolving door kind of thing. Yep. And, and then L.A. has this mentality where, well, people come here to live a dream. They come yep. here to have careers. And so I think that unconsciously there's this this um this thing that's built inside of them about me 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 it gets mm -hmm. very self-serving mm -hmm. and you can see it even in casual conversations when you're at the coffee shop but like it's just like what do you have what do you have what do you have yes. what can you give what can you give what can i get what can yeah. i get and that's how dating is in la too it's like a constant audition yeah. process. Yes. And, and, it's, and i was done with it I was and, and it's drama. not and I was it's done not with like and I talk about you know sensitivity and all because I I don't I know how to play the game I, ju I just don't like it like I'm a hopeless romantic I'm like a, mm. you know I fell for her pretty fast and like I, I just I, this whole thing about nowadays where to get to I love you there's like 50 different levels right Do I call before it was literally number? like <laughs> let me get your number we'll call and talk yeah now it's like follow me on Instagram cool <laughs> It, now, <laughs> if if you like more than three photos, then it's yeah. you're like thirsty, right? So you can't, you can't two. DM me yet. So it's don't more than DM two. two. So yeah. don't DM me. So so over a month, you're like liking different photos. So you're kind of telling them yeah. you're, you see them. I see yeah. you. You can't go and too then, far back. Then we get to DM. Yes. Yeah. Then you talk a little bit on there. Then you might get to the phone number, and don't call me. Like <laughs> I'm gonna text you. I'll text you for weeks, and then you call, and you'll never answer. And then, like, <laughs> finally, if you finally get a call, then it's like, hey, meet up with me and my friends. We'll go right, out. So you but you're not, like, on a date, like, <laughs> sitting there looking at each other. And then if you're, like, you, you and your friends with me and mine, and then we're all, like, you know. And then finally, maybe it's like, hey, me and you should. Yeah. And that whole thing, it was like. We're not going to do that. Dating has become very complicated, I will say. They, you, you, they say technology makes it easier, but it doesn't always. It's kind of overwhelming. You know, got to think, mm -hmm. like, a few hundred years ago, you only knew pe the people in your village, yep. mm -hmm. in your town. You never knew anybody else. The person that you saw in that schoolhouse when you were growing up is probably one of them is going to be it's your husband. Gonna, yeah. yeah. Like, you in the story, it was six guys. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't stepping outside. No. <laughs> and now you could feasibly date... Anybody Anyone in the, world. in the entire world? I've gone from six to six million. Yeah, six billion. Like, what? okay, I have to share this story. So I just found out today that uh, a friend just left her fiance mm -hmm. who proposed to her last month mm -hmm. because she heard his Tinder app go off. Done. While she moved in, moved from San Diego to LA, heard his Tinder app go off. 
She doesn't tell him that she hears the Tinder app go off. Instead, she goes to her friend who works for Tinder, the company. <gasps> God bless her. I love her. She gives her all the messages of who he's been communicating <laughs> what? with. In those messages, <laughs> it says, let's meet up. Let's link up. I need to edit that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I didn't say the name. But uh, she reads the messages, but there was no actual, like, in the message saying that they it that, 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 that it happened. But what it also what showed was a lack of trust because she went snooping, you know, for this information. Mm -hmm. But she knew the entire time that she didn't trust him. She just wanted mm -hmm. the evidence. But it's unfortunate that, you know... He literally just proposed to her, but he's been talking to all these girls the entire relationship, getting his ego stroked. She didn't have hard evidence, but it's enough to know that just because it wasn't in Tinder doesn't mean it wasn't in 50 other apps. Right. Doesn't like mean this. that he didn't do anything. It just wasn't there in the messaging. If you can't trust your mate, the relationship's already over. Let it go. It's already that, over if you can't trust him. No, I agree with yeah. that completely. But then it also comes, like, why... Why did he even need to be there in the first place? Is like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why did he even have to go to that app and to the, like, what was missing in the relationship or what wasn't aligned in the first place? And it couldn't even, be, it may not have even been her. It's like, what was he healing or hiding from yeah. that 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 he needed that? You know, yeah. and that's something deeper that she, thankfully, like you said, she caught it off. But that's some that's something she could never have fulfilled. She dodged a bullet. She yep. never could have fulfilled that. I've and never been on Tinder. I don't even know. <laughs> I missed it too. I was too in a relationship when Tinder popped up. I didn't I missed the whole experience. I would have loved all that fun, casual, strange, strange. But yeah, I totally missed that. I do it the old fashioned way. <laughs> you gotta go I, out to the club, meet a guy and be like, Yeah, come on. I actually did try it once. <laughs> oh, you did? But Great. right before um it was no, it was like a year before I met Kasim, and um, I set up a profile. We were at this is in my corporate job too. My, we had all been we were at lunch break, and no, everyone was single, and we all <laughs> set up profiles for each other, Aww, and then we would swipe for idea. each other. That's cute. And everyone, I matched everyone in my my circle, and no, I never matched anyone. Oh. And so I and then I went through like a fifty mile radius and didn't match anyone. And it so I'm like. Okay, yeah. so I deleted it. Like, I thought it for like a week. And then I'm but like, look, okay. at, look at the blessings you were this giving away, though. This is true. Because I do that for my clients right now. Oh, I don't have time to go on all these, you know, uh, platforms. I do it for them. I will literally go communicate because I learn them inside and out. I spend, you know, six months, I do a six month program. I literally can That's answer cool. anything, but they just, they're so busy. They don't have time to use mm -hmm. this new technology. And they're so busy, they're not going to walk into you at Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. So, me being able to go in there and communicate on their behalf. And setting them up on dates that they would not go, mm -hmm. it weeds out some of the middleman. It sounds like you should have been a matchmaker, right? Yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm like, well, what's the what's the rate for that? No, <laughs> one of them is still together. Yeah, see, yeah. look, it's like a natural years, gift. It could, be one of, it could be a part of her mission. It could be a part yeah, of her, she's really her good destiny. At, she's really good at that kind of stuff. Right? See, destiny. It could be part of your destiny. <laughs> that really, we might need to change the title. Of yeah, show. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Trump's all to like <laughs> destiny, but yeah. Because, you know, it, it's interesting. I've been studying ancient African religion because I'm getting oh, way... Cool. It's Black History Month. I'm getting super Woo! black, y'all. I, I <laughs> love... I'm so intrigued. I, I'm getting religion. into it. And, like, I've been reading about, like, like Ma'at and, like, the, the principles of Ma'at. And, and in ancient African religion, they, they have a concept of sin, but it's really about falling out of alignment with your destiny. Mm. It's about are you being who you're supposed to be? Even if you're supposed to be a bad person that we see as bad... That might be your part of your destiny, and you might be doing something like, like for example, Trump. I don't think anyone in this room is a friend of Trump, but he might be doing something that he's supposed to be doing, 
in order for something else to happen later on. Mm. And so who's to say that he's doing the wrong thing because he's in, he's in alignment with his destiny. Right. You know, and so it's like, you just have to do what you know, like in your spirit yeah. to do. And I was like, okay, Ma'at, okay, ancient African religion. <laughs> I'm going to read right. into this. But I, don't, I, I agree with that to a certain degree because it's like, if we didn't have Trump, we wouldn't know. Like, we all kind of thought it because, like, we're people of color. Yeah. But we all feel it. You but you know. don't hear it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It wasn't spoken. No one talked about mm-hmm. it. And then when you did, then it was just kind of like, why are you bringing right. up, like, yeah, why are you drink, dropping the race card? Or why are you being, <laughs> you're not racist. I'm just being, you know, like, this is. Yeah. And so now that he's there, at least he's. You, there's no hiding. Nope. They're tiki torch wielding. We recording everything, no and he like forgets the next day what he. I never said that. No, we play black. Right <laughs> the fake news. Right. It's you're, fake you're news. You're giving us too much material. From my own yeah. mouth. It's fake news. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you know. So it's just it kind of changed the way I look at a lot of people's missions, like the people who piss me off and cut me off in traffic and do all these horrible things. It's like, well, you know what? Maybe they stop me from getting in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe the accident was supposed to happen. Because yeah. it changed your life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, everything yes. comes so and does, and it has a purpose. To that traffic point, mm-hmm. LA traffic is the worst traffic in the world. But <laughs> it is, actually. You know what officially. I think about when someone does something shady to me on the freeway? Road rage. We don't know what that person's going through. Mm-hmm. If I do something in reaction to them, like try to cut them off or just whatever, I may create a ripple effect that mm-hmm. messes up the rest of their day. Mm-hmm. I make them late for work. Now they go off on their, you know, employee. That employee is, you know, uh, at the end of losing his job, he might go home, you know, mm-hmm. beat his wife. I mean, that's yeah. extreme, but you don't, there's uh, this ripple effect. And yeah. I always try to think of that when it goes to LA yeah. traffic. I don't know who I'm going to affect by going off on them and flipping <laughs> yeah. them off. Let me not do that. You, it is a <laughs> I meditate in traffic. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, I do like a lot of meditation. traffic now, you it's have like, to. it's to me, it's, it's a time that, like, I listen to podcasts, yeah. audiobooks. Like, there's so much to do now. And so much information and like so many exactly. cool it's things to do. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a beautiful business. And I can't watch TV. It's I'm like, a big TV person. It's really yeah, important. Yeah, you can't watch TV drama. You can't watch TV. I have found yeah. a way to sneak <laughs> and like I'll have, but I can't watch TV. Oh, don't don't, you're not telling everybody that you Wait, watch TV. We're not supposed to, but we do. But like, what it is, you're forced to be focused on one thing, which never, there's no other time in my day when I'm only focused on one thing. I managed to do like three things at all points in my life. And so when you're in the car, you get to actually meditate and sit there and like pay attention. Sometimes I'll just be like, what is that person's life like? Where is that person going? I actually use that time to make phone calls. (laughs) Me too. And they're not business calls. I won't take a business call while I'm driving. That always always triggers me in Mm -hmm. a certain way of like, oh, thinking. And I get, you know, when I get down that rabbit hole of like, of a project or an idea or strategy, um, it it distracts me. Mm -hmm. But I use that to call my family and call friends that I haven't spoken to. My friend lives in, um, a really good friend lives in Amsterdam. So I use that as like our, our, um, what do you call it? The Catch time. Up time. Yeah, yeah. Because, like that's night her time. And, always like, good more... for long distance. Yeah. So I always kind of <laughs> use those as like my personal, like I can't move for an hour and a half, me and you kind of thing. One uh, reoccurring theme that I saw through your guys's film uh, that I love so much uh, was the use of the cell phones and yeah. Yeah. being connected constantly with what's yeah. going on in the media and social media yeah. and like. The little icons flying up, letting us know that he got this message, letting us know that he got this update on yeah. the, you know. But Alexa. you guys, yeah, you guys tied in uh, 
so much stuff of you know that feels like what we really experience and we don't know how to disconnect anymore like we don't yeah, know how to just yeah. put our phone down yeah. and just be in that moment and share with someone anymore but yeah. i think well, that what i never noticed i this just came to me but what in that if you notice, um, and I'm not giving away any of the script, I know I'm trying I don't not think. to spoil it. I'm either. trying to figure out how to say it. <laughs> but ultimately, the phones are a character in it. But what brings the two of them together isn't what's coming from the phone; it's what's coming from the questions they're asking. Yeah. They le they constantly lean into it, yeah. and they don't have the answers to all the mm -hmm. questions. But they constantly are asking questions on how or if they're showing up in their life. And, I think. And the moment, yeah. the yeah. moment when they first see, see each other, it's when he looked up from his right. from his phone. Oh but, my god! You know, I just got chills. But then, because that, is such a that it literally was like a second where he where he the whole time he was looking down yes. his phone, but then he looked up and he saw and yeah. but but like, I think yeah. also like you know we. I think all this technology in the future, I love it. I love the future, I, I love technology, I love, it's just how you use it, yeah. right? Like there's ways to use it to affect humanity. Look what um, Elon Musk is doing, look what, you know, all, all this stuff can be used and, and and we're in a place right now, I mean, think about it, it's only been like, what, 15 years since, 10 years since we, 10 years since social media, really. Yeah. And like 15 since we've really had the phone like hardcore. So like, we're still in this like, processing period of figuring yeah, out how yeah. to use it the best or how to but I think it could be so very effective to uh, to change to to I mean look at what's happening on some of these movements on social media like when that happened we talked about Charlottesville but when that happened in Charlottesville like Sean King got on Twitter mm -hmm. and was like hey guys these are the guys who attacked this yeah. young black boy yeah. and beat the hell out of him and literally like got retweeted like thousands and thousands of times wow. until they found those guys wow. right like this is the kind of stuff justice. where you can yeah. use Social your phone like justice. i mean it's yeah. in, it's incredible so like i think you know in that way you know it's a way it's it's such a natural part of it's all of our lives that that i felt like it, it the movie wouldn't have it really, made, really it made, made sense without it. Perfect sense. We have to we have to wrap up, and I can't let you guys leave without doing uh, one naked truth. So uh, you know we're all moves here today, but you have to choose between eat, sleep, direct, or sex. Which one is it? It's the end of the world. You only get one choice, Kasim. Oh my God! What direct? Eat, or? eat sleep, direct, or sex? The sex last thing you course. get to do on earth. Sex, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Team sex game. over here. <laughs> Okay. You okay. Eat? <laughs> I have a different question for you. One crush that you would crush in Hollywood, he'll never know. Like any, any he will absolutely know. He will oh my God. Oh my okay, God. no, I mean I, it, in, no in the fantasy else. world that he would. <laughs> well, no he is else. in Hollywood, so I'm gonna. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing. She gave we, me that's answer. the thing we know. He like, winds up like running into the rock and getting a chance, right? So well, okay, we don't but that's say the it. thing we know. Half these people, yeah. like, we're probably gonna make movies with them and. You know, I see him all the time at events, so it's not I was like... I trying to put her in the hot seat. I know, but she we already had this kind of... It's okay, like, you, you can tell me in the bathroom. Yeah, I will. <laughs> he, he, he was the only sick. Stroke, stroke, stroke. Who it is. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I really love that. That's my favorite. Okay, no. Uh, we totally appreciate you guys there. I want everybody to be able to uh, find your project. Uh, you know, anything that we have more to look forward to, like, let us know how we can you know, cool, keep absolutely. up with your lives right now. Well, I'm on, I'm on uh, all the t all the uh, stuff, Twitter, Instagram, at Qasim A. Basir, Q-A-S-I-M-A-B-A-S-I-R. So that's, that's me. Uh, and yeah. what is, what am I? Uh, Twitter, Underscore I'm, I, yeah, I'm uh, Twitter, I'm Samwise Kimchi. And then uh, Instagram, I am underscore I Samwise underscore. 
Because um, <laughs> I'm Lord I, of the I, Rings. I, yes, but I really like, like I really like um, kimchi too. Yeah. Oh, pretty yeah. barbecue. Oh. So and I used to be a gamer. So Samwise. Oh, gamer, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah. so, um, but then also for our project, A Boy, A Girl, A Dream, uh, we have a Facebook page, you can, landing page, we have a great, oh, awesome, like, um, promo, like, there's some great um, sizzles and trailers that are available on uh, Facebook right now on our landing page, but then also we have um, Instagram for, and Twitter, A Boy, Girl, Dream movie. Perfect. on both platforms Perfect. And you can you can find me at allison hicks that is a l l y c i n hicks h-i-c-k-s don't forget my mom hates me she doesn't want anyone to be able to spell my name right a l l y c i n that's allisonhicks.com allisonhicks on instagram you don't want to go on my facebook i'm way too controversial and you can always play with my twitter or stroke my instagram at spicy Mari. there you have it you've just been spice spicy life